And good morning, good evening, wherever you may be around the nation, around the world. You're listening to the Supernatural Realm on WCET.FM. That's www.wcetfm.com. You can find us also on Spotify, TuneIn, Paranormal Radio App, Podkicker, Acast, Podcast Addicts, CastBox, Google Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, Player FM, and iHeartRadio. We're also on uprntalkradio.com each and every Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. Central and 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Who's our guest today? She's got a phenomenal book called Lilith, one of three really magical books, but we're going to be talking about that today. And she also has a lot to do, especially lately, with meditation. This is what I'm really excited about, beloved listeners. i got to share this with you because we're trying to get Tim here into being a better meditator. And Amica has actually gives degrees in meditation now. She's also uh, a, a dean of students at the Gray School of Wizardry. And yes, I said wizardry. And yes, that's awesome. She's dean of psychic arts and divination. She's been teaching holistic healing at universities for decades. And she's got new programs in meditation. Dean of faculty, sorry, not dean of students. I'll be okay. Don't you worry about me. But I'm going to read a snippet off of her website, ambicadevi.com, which you can check out. She is an international award-winning author, very true, and indie publisher of three books, three exciting books. We're going to talk about her book, Lilith, today, just one of them. An expert astrologer, a dynamic speaker. She specializes in igniting your intuitive magic, beloved listeners, yours, and, and getting your creativity flowing, putting you in touch with your inner wizard. And since you're stuck home anyway, doesn't that sound like a great thing to do? <clears throat> Meditation is good. Focus on that, yeah. Her pockets are filled with multiple degrees in fields of study that include a master's in yoga and meditation. Timmy, I'm talking to you now, Timmy. <laughs> and a bachelor's degree in astrology and fine arts. Inside her backpack are colored pins, a journal, a Kindle, a passport full of stamps, and a deck of tarot cards. See, that's up my alley here. Chippy, talking to you, Chippy. I got my pirate hat on today. So I see that. Yes, Amica's passion is guiding individuals to find inner peace, outward success, and a greater level of health and happiness. Perfect for today, beloved listeners. She's appeared on the Learning Channel, she's been on radio, including, shameless self-promotion, my show Kindness Beyond the Veil, which takes a kinder look at paranormal, metaphysical, psychic, extraterrestrial, alternative healing, and even wizardry realms. So she was great. She was awesome. So I'm glad we've got her here with us today here on Supernatural Realm. And it's periodical she's been in as a relationship and communication expert. And again, she's taught holistic health at university for over 21 years. And she looks forward to guiding each and all of you, beloved listeners, and Timmy, to reach your highest potential. That's It's the perfect time mm -hmm, for it. It is. You know, because we almost have no choice but to... Become our best selves. Mm -hmm. Find a way to leave a lasting and positive legacy behind. So for you, beloved listeners, and Timmy, because, you know, Timmy started his meditation, started meditation groups, and now social distancing came along. And 
no more groups. But I think Ambekadevi is perfect for the great Tim Roxbury because we want to get Timmy yeah. in that zone. So, Ambeka, we welcome you to Supernatural Realm, but I'm going to turn it over to the master, to the great Tim Roxbury, to officially welcome you to Supernatural Realm. Timmy! Welcome to the show, Ambeka. Great to have you here. Thank you so much, Tim and Chip. Wow. As always, <laughs> an amazing introduction. You just blow me away. You're <laughs> definitely a wordsmith. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this show. It's it's really exciting, and I'm looking forward to seeing where the energy takes us. Tim, just so you know, I am not pushy, and uh, when it comes to meditating, uh, it's really easy. Especially if you learn from me. So don't worry about see it. That? See that? <laughs> yes, perfect. That's exactly why. See, here's, here's, I want to explain and give you a little fuller input in what we're trying to do with Timmy here. Because Timmy, first and foremost, is a phenomenal guy. This show, Supernatural Realm, he's had for as long as I've had five different shows. <laughs> he's stuck in there for like, it's what, seven, seven eight years seven, now, right? Seven, eight years, yeah. Yeah. But now, as it's going, we're, we're on three networks now. Uh, we've got a new one, Paranormal Junkyard, that is uh, simulcasting us live, along with the great WCETFM at WCETFM.com. And we're on the Paranormal Radio at the Talk Stream Live through both of them. And on the weekends, United Public Radio Network plays this very broadcast. And he's on every podcast known to humankind. He's a really sensitive guy. He's actually been kind of tuned in since he was a kid. But when he was a kid and he started seeing, like, uh, spirits, let's say, he thought that everybody could do that. So mm -hmm. he goes to school and tells his friends, and his friends don't talk to him for the rest of schoolhood, basically, you know. So Timmy has suffered because of his gifts, and now he's got spirits that surround him that are trying to get his attention extraterrestrials, ascended masters, angels, um, and he's kind of, okay, cool, but maybe tomorrow. See? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm trying to help him get to his fullest reach. I personally know people that are no longer with us that part of their afterlife is to help Timmy get a better sense of sensing them. See? And meditation to me, for him, is the key. He's actually started going to meditation groups. But yes. hey, I know Ambika Devi, and you know, to, to me, when it comes to meditation, when it comes to psychic arts, divination, all sorts of different things, Ambika, it's like, you know, you are the go-to person for that. So for me, I think that this is an opportunity for all the listeners and Chip Reichenthal here to see your magic and maybe have some sort of uh, great influence on our beloved Tim Roxbury. Yeah. Chip, you know, they're saying about how we should practice social distancing and washing our hands every time we touch something or we touch a doorknob or something. I've been doing that my whole life because it's yeah, an right. empath. Thank you, Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. As an empath, you know. If I've we been have just... to practice it, either one of those things, and <laughs> there's something wrong with us in the first place, sorry. I know, excuse me, but the five steps, didn't you learn that in kindergarten? Yeah. What happened? What happened right? to it, yeah. You know, I actually posted it the other day on social media <laughs> in multiple places, but 
I was laughing the whole time because come on people, I don't know about your kindergarten teacher, but that's what I learned. And maybe it didn't stick with you, but it would have been a good idea if it did. Yeah. And, and apparently uh, you didn't teach your kids I that went, either. <laughs> I went to, yeah. uh, I, I woke up this morning. I hadn't been out. I, I've been in my hermetically sealed mm. bubble and today I vacuumed and uh, dusted and uh, I've been carrying around a spray bottle of Clorox cleanup <laughs> like a cowboy carries a pistol. You. Oh, you and go, girl. Thank yeah, you. I, I do not mess around. I taught holistic health. I don't mess around with this stuff. That's and, right. uh, you know, people come and ring the doorbell. I go out and I clean it. You know, it's like, <laughs> like a nature. And uh, I, I woke up this morning and I knew I was going to do the cleaning. I knew I was going to change my air filter. And I have a heavy-duty air filter. Oh, it's easy to change. But mm. I, I just had this strong hit. I had it yesterday, but then when I woke up this morning... I mean, it was, I get these, these psychic hits, you know, and it was like, go to the store. So I was like, <laughs> all right, because I, I mean, my, I have a, I always have a backup plan. I always tell my clients have a plan A, a plan B and a plan C. Mm -hmm. So I had been to the store a couple weeks ago, uh, in a very nice prestigious neighborhood where a woman tried to dive in my cart for toilet paper, which I did not have. I have a bidet. Wow. People use a hose. And, yeah. uh, you know, it saves trees and, <laughs> and then you use washcloths yeah. and, and you do okay. and, and you use flushable. a little bit of paper, but you, you know, ladies, we don't have to use it every time. You know what I mean? Right. And really so I had this, I, I was running low on vegetables and, uh, I drink, I drink green smoothies, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> my thing. And, uh, I thought, ah, I really, I'm running low on, on spinach and, uh, so I, I decided last night, I'll probably venture out. Let me see what I feel like in the morning. And then this morning it was like, yes, you're going to the store. But I had some commitments until about three o'clock, which actually is a good time to go to the store. Mm -hmm. uh, now that everybody knows that it may not be anymore. But um, so I went over there and I, I live near the beach and people come in off the beach. They go to stores and my people here maybe aren't the cleanest people mm. in the world. But I went in this store and I, I walked in and I took a deep breath and I thought I could hold my breath for 20 minutes. I'm a yogi. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I go into the alcove where the carts are and there's a woman there with gloves on and, and a spray bottle. Mm. I did not carry my bottle into the store because, you know, I figured they have some Purell or something. And uh, I said I was looking around, you know, like, my eyes were darting around and I'm sure, I'm sure she saw the fear in my eyes. Yeah. And I said, I'm just looking for the sanitizer. And she said, all of these are pre-sanitized. And she held up her spray bottle. She had, her job was to wipe down the carts. People, why don't we have this all the time? Why is this yeah. not a thing? Yeah. I mean, these carts were sparkling. Wow. I, I would have eaten off it, but you know, you mm -hmm. could have in a pinch and then the store, oh my goodness, the store and, and, and the service and it, it was just phenomenal. So I'm really glad I went because I did buy a bunch of stuff to put in the freezer and then I went to my local fish market and they came out to the car with what I pre-ordered over the phone. Mm -hmm. You know, these are things that I think business owners could consider, mm -hmm. you know, I really, yeah. I really wonder there's so many other things we could transfer. And let me tell you, all the ghost hunting I've done, all the supernatural encounters I've had, n do not compare in fear to what goes on 
with a virus. Well, that's what's exactly. so cool about having a paranormal extraterrestrial show now, because now it's just kind of Tuesday instead of, oh my God, that's so scary, because that, oh my God, so scary thing has transferred to something completely different. And now we can use these things to take their mind off of that thing. <clears throat> and you know what? Ratings are going up. I, I'm not going to complain about that. I normally stay at home anyway. Uh, you know, I'm old. I don't need to go out. I can, I've seen the outside, you know. <laughs> I got the mediumship thing. Don't need to go paranoid. They come to me, you know. I well, need I've got the chronological, but uh, I'm told I don't look it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, I look it. You don't. You don't. I mean, you know, and I don't feel it at all. And I, I attribute it to a life of meditating, mm -hmm. uh, a life of yoga, but not, look, I, it's not gym yoga, what I do. I mean, what I, what I do is very personal and this is really what this practice is. And what a lot of people don't understand is the word yoga has been branding an exercise program with stretchy pants mm -hmm. and, and yoga initially was, and is, it still is the philosophy of taming the mind mm -hmm. right. yoga equals meditation it's ayurveda which is for the body and jyotisha which is for the spirit which is astrology mm -hmm. so to really practice one must become acquainted and hopefully begin to understand and become well versed in all of them so uh yoga, the ancients did not envision spandex when they came up with this stuff That's no all they saying. actually had very loose cotton mm -hmm. right yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, and they didn't have yoga sticky mats uh, in a lot of places. They did it on slick marble. But when you sweat on that, well, here's the thing. It originally was dance positions. Uh, the original postures were 108. And the asana, which, the, which are the postures, which then got formatted into what we see as these modern poses and everybody on Instagram with these round wheels covered with yoga mat sticky <laughs> stuff, uh, doing these ridiculous Cirque du Soleil postures. Mm. Yeah. This is not what it was. Originally, they were yeah. emanations. There are many different types of dance in the Far East uh, from all of the different countries. But let's just go to India and, and look at that. And in the... Um, groupings of gods and goddesses there's a god named shiva and shiva's mm -hmm. the timekeeper the dancer the drummer and he has a uh four in some of his manifestations four arms and four legs and he's got 108 a very auspicious number used quite often and uh 108 dance positions now to emanate those in a human body is tricky because you don't have four arms and four legs but all of these postures were done in standing positions. They are the dance of creation. And then later there were different things developed. Uh, there were hand positions. Yes, there are hand positions and body positions. And these will create different energy in the body. Those of you who might have uh, tried polarity, which I don't see as popular as it used to be. Uh, no, when I you, was, you know what happened? All these dance moves and all these positions, the only thing they ended up caring about were the ones that were in Kama Sutra, see? So that's a different kind of yoga. That, no, that's not what really. Our, the same yoga is used our, to warm up for that. People. But here's the thing. The <laughs> postures now are called asana, A-S-A-N-A. -A -A, and asana means to find one's seat. Mm, well, that, that seat is so you can meditate. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Now another I have thing mastered, that, I have mastered finding a seat. I'm very that's good. good. That's good. I, just to say. I feel better. Especially if you're at a concert or going in a Southwest Airlines, you know, you got to find a seat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so the whole idea of loosening up, warming up, uh, yes, these could be used for indoor sports, like you were talking about, Chip. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> But also to get comfortable so you can sit cross-legged. Yes, lotus position is a tricky one and super advanced. But there are other poses much more comfortable. And uh, that's what one should start with. The whole idea of meditating, so easy. Pay attention, Tim. This is the really easy This is part. for you, Timmy. This is that for you, buddy. There's only three things that go into meditating. Sit up straight. So you got you pull your spine up, you know, just relax so that you feel like your head is floating atop your spine. You close your eyes and you focus on your breath coming in and out of your nose. Now, there's all kinds of tricks to how to do that. Some people can't get in touch with their nose. But if you can, the front inside edges of the nostrils are a great place to notice the quality of the air mm-hmm. because it's cooler on the way in. And then when it's been inside your body and you're exhaling what you don't need anymore, it becomes warm. It's the same temperature and it's as if it disappears. That's it. That's it. Now we've got a lot going on on YouTube with, uh, I'm making quotes in the air, everybody meditation sessions, right? Mm -hmm. And if it's visual, well, the mind is like a monkey and giving it a visual will actually disturb it a bit but if you give it a sound if you have it close its eyes so us as the host of the mind if we close our eyes and tune things out it's it's easier to deal with sound visual you won't really find the state of meditation unless you nod off and close your eyes away from it Mm -hmm. It, it's really likened to trance it's very similar to the state where a hypnotherapist takes you it it becomes deep trance Mm -hmm. and and then so i i prefer just spoken word to guide somebody into a a relaxation state the first thing that people are really hung up with is getting relaxed right so that's why guided meditation is really popular Biggest That's- complaint we had, the biggest two, since you mentioned guided meditation. First of I don't have time to meditate. I got three kids, seven jobs. I got to budget the house. I got to do this. I got to make sure there's enough in the fridge. I don't have time to meditate. That's one. Second one, when it comes to guided meditations is, and I'm a hypnotherapist, clinical hypnotherapist, so I, I get to. Same complaint. I'm not going to listen to somebody and allow them to have control over me. Nobody's going to tell me how I should feel or see or think or breathe or anything. So those two hardballs for you there, I'm like, way No, I, I, I totally get that because uh, that's a good chunk of humanity that doesn't want to let go into somebody else's voice. Mm-hmm. But then there are quite a lot of people who really appreciate that. So I do have a meditation podcast and it's different guided meditations. This is what back in the day, what Shakti Gawan was calling creative visualization. Ah. That is a much better title for what we are now calling guided meditation. I agree. I prefer creative visualization, but if I advertised as such, nobody would know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, true. And And then 
as a hypnotherapist, I would say on creative visualization, and I'd love your input on this before you answer my other two hardball questions, is that uh, the subconscious mind, you know, if you create, let's say, close your eyes and imagine a beach, and you said, okay, maybe not the visual, so let's hear the beach, let's hear the open air and some seagulls crying, maybe not too many kids annoying, but, you know, I mean, nice back. You could feel the the hot air on your face and maybe just just this mild breeze coming in and just cooling the, at the very right level that warmth you know so once you get more than once of your senses involved in a creative visualization the subconscious does not know the difference right. between that reality and your 3d aware awakened reality chip i actually okay. like i actually oh, like the guided meditation I like the guided meditations. That's what I do with the group once a week. But now we can't do it as a group in the same building. So they're going to start doing uh, remote guided meditations. Well, get, you know, give my podcast a try. Okay. Yes, you know? you're with the master Give now. my podcast a try. And it's free, everybody. And you can listen on Spotify right. and iTunes cool. and uh, even a bunch of uh, other formats. And it's simply Meditate with Ambika. Cool. It's real cool. easy. Meditate with a-M-B-I-K-A. It's real easy to find. I have more tracks I'll be loading. Also, I'll be doing some live streams, um, probably on Facebook, and then I'll post them later on YouTube uh, coming up because I did have some classes scheduled at a local meditation center, but, you know, we can't do those. So what I'm going to do is move them into live streaming. I've got one that's for quitting smoking, I'm just saying, Chip. And... Uh, <laughs> With the Red Bull it's, too. It's yeah. actually it's actually taking the action and turning it into a pranayama. Pranayama is a a Sanskrit word for a breathing exercise. And don't diss the smokers, everybody, because they're practicing breathing probably more than all of you are. That's right. True. Besides that, secondhand stuff will kill you. At least I know what I'm doing. Well, but the action, you know, and what I teach. What I teach my clients who want to quit smoking, and you know, Chip, as a hypnotherapist, that is probably the hardest addiction to help somebody oh, yeah. rid themselves I, of. I actually did those, which is ironic because I would make sure never to smoke in front of them. But it was a very long-term process. It's not this short thing. It's, it's really, really long. I worked when I was training as an acupuncturist a long time ago. I worked as an apprentice for Japanese trained acupuncturist. And when people would come that were addicted to, you know, drugs and alcohol and things, he would take them on. If somebody called up and said they wanted to quit smoking, he, he said, I, I can't promise you that this will happen for you, mm -hmm. you know, but we, we detoxed Vietnam veterans from, you know, heroin and methadone. And Cool. that's a heck of a lot easier people. So if you're trying to quit smoking, I honor you because it's, it's not an easy one. Now I'm not saying you can't do it, but, uh, and what I've developed are some methods to make it easier for you, but you've got to really stick with it. Healthy diet really, really helps a mm -hmm. lot. And a you lot. can, uh, you can write me about that and I can make some suggestions. Cool. Uh, Where can they write you? Uh, they can write me from my website. So they could just go to ambukadevi.com. And uh, at the bottom is a contact form. Simple, easy. goes right to me. And I'll respond back. Uh, cool. Don't even have to worry about an email address. And <laughs> and that site, 
goes out to all my other sites, my coaching site. If you want to do one-on-one, that's onbecausecoaching.com. It goes out to my speaking site if you'd like to hire me. And I'm doing a lot of speaking gigs on Zoom. Uh, it hasn't really tripped up my my uh, momentum at all. I spoke to nice. a group in Canada last week. And, Very. you know, it's just phenomenal. And I've also been helping over the last month a lot of groups and organizations get on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had to wrestle them. I can't believe it. <laughs> and I was gifted a pro Zoom account by a group that voted me to be their leader recently. I'm in wow. a big, inter- I'm in an international experiment with Lynn McTaggart right now. It's wow. the Intention 2020 experiment. And it is phenomenal. And I had to do a boot camp for six weeks. And then we were split into into small groups. And they tried to keep us by time zone. I'm here in Florida. And it just so happens pretty much everyone in my group is in Florida. And we can't even meet up in person now. <laughs> right. And uh, we had this email going back and forth and back and forth, 40 some odd emails. And I said in an, my next response, we have to choose a leader and take this somewhere else. I, I, I can't fish back through these emails. And immediately they all started, Boom, you, you're <laughs> the leader. <laughs> that makes and sense. I was talking to Headmaster Oberon from Gray School oh, yesterday. Oh, see, we love Oberon. Timmy knows Oberon. I had yeah. him on. Shameless self promote. My kindness beyond the veil. He was uh, he was an right. underground. Oh, okay. I was talking Love to him. him yesterday, and I I was telling him this story, and he said, "Well, you know, as soon as you say that, you get picked as the leader." Mm. And that's exactly what happened with me at Gray School of Wizardry, which is uh, grayschool.com, Everybody. Yeah. G R E Y. Thanks, Chip. Easiest place to find it, real quick. For Grace uh-huh. School of Wisdom. He was, he he was interesting. Very and interesting. Uh, I came on just to write astrology to be what we call a scholar at the school. Scholars write the courses and then just hand them over. Mm-hmm. We also have synergists who teach courses and, uh, and write. And then we have instructors uh, who instruct courses that were written by others because there are plenty. We have over 500 classes. And um, uh, I just finished one. I'll tell you about it in a moment because I'm super excited. Cool. About it. Yeah, and, I am too. Uh, so Oberon and I, we had a great talk. I love it when we don't have intense business and we can just kind of hang out and talk about life and creative projects. And, you know, about a month ago, we were both frustrated. We couldn't get anything done. There was too much going on. And, and he wanted to work on his book and I wanted to finish this curriculum. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, lockdown quarantine. And I, I called him yesterday because I was curious. The, uh, the, week, uh, the week before, I sent him this curriculum, which is my level six meditation class in level a level six. seven program. Seventh level is independent study, independent project. So I have already written. I rewrote the lower level classes, reconstructed them, came in, really poofed them up a lot, Poof in a good way. Uh, I know in some countries that's not a great. I should have probably said, but no, fluffed. I don't know. Are any of these words right? I'm adjective starved right now, and I, I fixed them up. And then I wrote level two, level three, level four, level five, and then level six just sat on the back burner for the last year or so because I had some personal things going on, helping my mom transition to the other side, and now she's talking to me from there, which is great, and and guiding me. And uh, so 
I was all excited because I got this done and I had sent it out to our Dean of Curriculum, Frater Servio. I hope you guys have him on one of your shows. And I'd sent it to Headmaster Oberon because this was a course I dedicated to him. He asked me to write this class. This six-level class is about synchrony, manifestation, and archetypes. So mm. I'm really, really excited about it. And this completes the course material prior to the seventh level, which is an independent project for a major in my department of psychic arts, a psychic arts department major in meditation. So you can now be a yeah. wizard in meditation with me. How cool is that? That's yeah, really Tim, cool. how cool is that? You know, I would love to see that personally, especially for, for him, because you know why you could see, I know him, I know him. I love this guy like crazy. And I could see, I could see the change. I could see the growth, you know, uh, both objectively and, and as his bestie, you know, mm. <clears throat> so I could report in too, but I would be excited about that because knowing him as well as I do and knowing you as well as I do, <clears throat> for me, it's like a match made in heaven, especially when he was going to meditation groups. So he's made the conscious choice. He's flipped that switch. So I would like to see him go from hamburger to steak, if I could. And, <laughs> That'd be so. great. I'd be honored if you would come and take class with me. And it's all written. It's all on your own. It's independent study. Our instructors, professors, and deans are available through email communication. Uh, so we offer in-person, you know, video chat, phone support. We have a campus on Second Life. Uh, some of you might be familiar with that, maybe you used it back in the day. A lot of schools and organizations are using Second Life also. It's a free, free platform where you can meet up and we've got a very cool campus there where uh, our, our apprentice population uh, can, they, they uh, have community and we've got uh, we celebrate the, the pagan holidays there, but you don't have to be a pagan to be in the school. You know, uh, I came in and I'm from the far Eastern mystery schools. Oh. So cool. uh, I'm coming from a whole different place and everything is embraced. It's all, it's all Gaia based. It's all, it's all earth love, you know, peace, understanding and, uh, and magic with a CK of with the CK. And yeah. you were probably reading Green Egg magazine before you met Oberon. I just had. I did. Eat. I I there was a store where I grew up in New Hope, Pennsylvania, called Sagittarius Books. New Hope, the, Pennsylvania, Timmy. The owner was uh, is he's still alive, Stan, but he doesn't have the store anymore. The owner is a triple Sagittarius. Ooh. Sun, moon, and rising sign in Sagittarius. Thus, the name of the store. And I was a teen, and I used to get find my way down to New Hope. I lived about six miles outside of town, so I'd catch a ride. And I would always go to Sagittarius and walk around and look at things. It was a tiny little bookstore. <laughs> is that... A, is that... who? Whose sculpture is that, Tim? Gaia. I don't know. It's, it's, it looks naked, so that it's got my attention. That's, yeah, but it, I, it's like Mother Earth. She's that's or Gaia. It's a, or it's Ooh. a mermaid. Um, anyway, not fair. We're on the radio. Don't play visual. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, is that's new, just Hey, Tim, is, is New Hope near you? Anywhere? Oh, is that from New Hope? Is that what you're telling me? No, he's he lives in Butler, and I don't know how far. Oh, uh, Butler, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's east of me, actually. 
I mean, it's closer than Florida, but I would go and I would, <laughs> I would maybe take a book and sit on the floor. And one day I was uh, reading a book and I look over and there he, Stan always had a basket of magazines and Green Egg magazine was in there. So I got kind of hooked on Green Egg and I would go in there and read the latest edition. And Stan was very cool with me. I bought my very first quartz crystal there. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. And I still have it. I made it into a pendulum with my dad's old watch fob chain. Wow. See, now, Green Egg magazine has been along for a while. For those of you who haven't read it, check it out. It's one of the coolest magazines ever. I got my first copy when I found my first copy of Zap Comics, which was Robert Crumb. And they sold it in, like, the same store. That's so cool. That was, like, forever cool. And all of a sudden now, because of meeting you... You know, I had Oberon on on my uh, Monday night, uh, keeping the spirits alive. It was just, uh, yeah, it was just they just played it last weekend on UPRN and last week here. And I I met I met the man. You know, I right. met the man. He's wow. amazing, isn't he? Oh man, I had this like twin soul moment with him. It's oh. my my inner hermit off the mountain thing, you know? Nice. He is like the proverbial, you know, the people that uh, walk uphill and Kathmandu for like 18 miles just to talk to the master, the hermit in the mountain. That's right, or, or BC Comics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but see, New Hope is kind of near you. It's at least in the same state. Yeah, and yeah. those of you who explore, you know, do some cyber scanning of New Hope, then you'll you'll get an even deeper understanding of me now lilith didn't take place in new hope but maybe i should base a book on new hope in the future Ooh, and uh, well, lilith, right because you are talking about your book Lilith. it's one right, of lilith nice Very segue, cool. right guys lilith takes place in <laughs> south philadelphia where i lived for quite south. a while oh yeah yeah it, it's a day in the life of lilith and Lilith is based on me. So if you want to know more about me, but hey, it is a fiction book, people. So <laughs> you may not know, did I make that up or is that really about me or, uh, you know, what's what's the deal? And people that know me or feel comfortable asking, they will contact me, call me, email me, text me and say, hey, I'm reading Lilith. I just read this part. Did did this really happen? Mm -hmm. And uh, I will tell you that I used a lot of stories from my life because my my writing coach, who was my first publisher and helped me birth that book, he said to me, your first book has to be a novel. And I, I had most of a self-enrichment book ready to go. And he said, no. And I actually took that book and made it into Lilith. So wow. Lilith started off almost as a numerology book because I was challenged in astrology school to write a book based on astrology that would not end up in that section of the bookstore. Interesting. But it was heading there. It was heading towards <laughs> numerology. So I, But then with the help of Nick Ligadakis, who was my publisher at the time from Inkwell, he coached me for 10 years, bless his heart, and I had been working on that book for three prior. That book took me 13 years to write. So don't stress out if your first book takes time, mm -hmm. especially yeah. if you're you're going to write the great, you know, novel. Yeah. I was right, trying Timmy. to make, I was just writing, I was just trying to write <laughs> trying to a novel. And yeah. 
And uh, it actually began with a lot of essays when I started working with Nick, and it still is based on the number 13, and its original working title was 13, the number of the goddess. And there is a goddess thread through it because it's based, uh, it's got the infrastructure of three myths, uh, divine feminine, divine masculine, and creation, when you bring those together. Now, that is my... Uh, that is my thesis from my master's degree. <laughs> and you. I decided when I did that, I took a break from writing Lilith, Lilith for a few years and uh, got my master's in yoga, which is really, as you now know, because you're smart and you've been listening, yeah. is meditation. But, but your thesis was one, uh, was what? Because you mentioned divine my feminine, divine masculine, creation. My thesis was the relationship of the divine masculine, the divine feminine, and their creative force. Interesting. In Sanskrit words. But in I, Sanskrit. you know, well, no, I wrote it in English, but I'm saying these are Sanskrit concepts. Right. And, uh, and that the, everything has a divine masculine and a divine feminine and together make a creative force. So we can say that about quarks and molecules and particles, and we can say that about a table and we can say that about a vegetable and we can say that uh, about everything. Mm -hmm. And for years when I was teaching holistic health, I, uh, as, as you heard me say earlier, I was trained in, uh, oriental medicine. I was heading to be an acupuncturist, but at that time when I was ready to go out on my own, uh, the AMA, the American Medical Association, decided that they wanted to control it. And I said, ah, uh -uh, I'm out. Um, and I did shiatsu, which is needleless, you know, same philosophy. So uh, I, you know, yes, I can. needle insertion takes about a day to learn. I mean, to learn different techniques of it, okay, a little bit longer. Where you stick I them. I hope so. And how somebody's you stick sticking them, a needle in me, I'd like to know what they're doing. And, you know, uh, no offense to the chiropractors and Western doctors who take a course in it in med school, but they're only getting about six weeks of training. Mm -hmm. I apprenticed every single day for four and a half years, every single day, the same stuff. I mean, on Friday afternoons, I was sorting needles and this man used whew, 40 some odd different needles and I had to autoclave them. You know, I mean, I was doing some serious, you know, Kung Fu Panda stuff there. Mm -hmm. okay. And I got a question for you. Speaking of needles. All right. Because, you know, uh, yeah, because I want to put this in a personal perspective, you know, uh, as, as somebody with uh, some physical pain issues. Mm -hmm. They tried to give me an epidural once. Right. This is OK. You're talking acupuncture, which is there, there are specific nerves that are for specific things. Some people do re reflexology where they can actually, you know, pinch it with their thumbs and fingers. They don't have to put a needle in there. That's what right. you were mentioning that you use needleless acupuncture to keep up with the AMA. But my question is, because this guy is giving me an epidural, it's a very, very important nerve they're going to select in order to basically numb my whole back and, and uh, sciatica up. Right. And so... What's he do? He picks a he picks the an intern to do it. Oh and no! I'm, yeah, and I'm <laughs> thinking unless this is like a Monica Lewinsky situation, she'd better be good for a real. <laughs> <laughs> and she missed. Okay, 
she missed and it, oh, it seemed no. like he and I could feel it on my back because you said yeah you could put pressure with your fingers or even remotely really uh, yeah. on this same nerve and get a very similar effect I'm than actually so, putting so a needle in it. But she missed. I couldn't walk for three weeks. Hey. I couldn't even sit up Chip. because my legs were so damaged from that. Yes. Tim. Just ask my brother when he had his first epidural in Germany from one of the doctors. He was in more pain than what he did when he started. <laughs> Well, yeah, see, they must have missed. How common this is with women birthing. Well, they, they gave my wife scary. one. I mean, it really yeah. messes people up. And the thing is, yes, I mean, I taught reflexology, foot reflexology. So, but and with the needles, I, I hope that when you say you got practice well, but, and anybody can learn it in a day, is, I hope you spend a lot more than a day trying to needle a nerve. You spend years learning the sutras, the poetry, the location, and, and you, you learn the measurement as per each individual body. There are ways to look at the measurement on a on a person, and so you know it's a it's a lot deeper than just looking at surface anatomy. I mean, when I taught holistic health, I taught anatomy and physiology. I taught uh, traditional Chinese medicine pathology. Uh, you know, these are all things that I was well versed in from being this apprentice. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like two college educations because of of all the incredible knowledge that I got, and I. Uh, Towards the end of my studies with him, I was hired by a company that was producing books for colleges uh, about the, the well, I'm going to use Japanese speak, Tsubo, uh, which are the points. And I did some translation um, that went from Chinese to Japanese to Latin to English. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Super wow. nerd, right? Yeah, right. Cool. No, but my wife got an epidural when she was they they were trying to knock her out. In fact, they were taking bets cuz she wouldn't shut up much as I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but she was super annoying the doctors on purpose because she knew she could do that. She's she like the anti-chip. She hates people. She loves animals, hates people. Chip loves people, right? So they gave her this uh these tranquilizers, you know. And they gave her the initial uh, uh, dose, uh, and I heard them when they stepped out of the room because I'm sneaky like that. This should this should knock her out. It's three times the normal dose for somebody who's never had this tranquilizer before. Didn't touch her. So then they they treated with, with they combined it with a painkiller, and then doubled the dose of each, tripled the dose of each. They were trying to knock her out, and she wouldn't go out. So finally, they broke down and they gave her an epidural. And, and this guy, thank God, decided not to pick an intern to do it. <laughs> Did it himself. Let's, let's move on. I think we got that story. Yeah. <laughs> once, that, once that hit, all the drugs kicked in. That's and she scarier was, than supernatural, Chip. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> let's oh, go yeah. supernatural. You know huh? my wife then. Yeah. So yes. anyway, um, back to Lilith, right? That's mm -hmm. where we kind of sidetracked. It's a great book that you can find on Amazon, by the way. Thanks, and, yeah. And through your website, too. Absolutely, right. yes. You can <laughs> click and find it. And it's available in audiobook, and it's, Preach, it's it me Preach. reading it, so how could that be any better? Right. And I do some different voices for the characters. I like to do voices. And it's really fun. I don't want to spoil too much, but... Uh, you know, this is a supernatural show, so I thought I'd talk a little bit about a portion of it, which, in which I tell some stories, and these are all true, about time I spent in Savannah, Georgia, doing some interaction 
with uh, with ghosts, nice and spirits, mm-hmm. and also in New Orleans. Now, Ooh. yeah, I went to New Orleans first. My dad really liked it there, and I was living in Arizona. My folks were living in Florida, and we would meet up there because we were all foodies, and that's a great oh. place if you're a foodie. It sure and, is. Uh, so my first time there. Of course, I you know wanted to go on Cemetery One uh, tour, and I went on all kinds of. I like those theatrical tours that you know, like the SCA folks run mm-hmm. in these different places. And uh, the we had just gotten there. We went out for po' boys and some you know good jazz. And my parents were kind of tired because they drove there and I flew in, and which was an easy flight from AZ. And uh, I said, hey, I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to go on a, a ghost walk tonight. And they were like, great, go have fun. We'll stay and you know watch the band till we get tired and see you tomorrow. And uh, I go down to Reverend Zombie's Voodoo Shop, which is where the tours all left from. A cool place. You got to go there. Yeah. And uh, I bought a ticket. And uh, you know, they said, go outside and we'll divide you up. And, uh, this really cool tour guide came out. He looked maybe a little bit pirate and definitely something that tumbled out of the, uh, SCA. Um, and, uh, that's, that's the society for creative anachronisms. And, uh, uh, yes, your pirate hat. Uh, Chip has a pirate hat. Again, no visuals. We're on the radio, Chip. And, I know. <laughs> Still cool. And we, uh, you know, all the tours are starting to leave. And our tour guy goes, well, let's just go, you know, right here on this street. We'll start here. And we go to, we go through this bar and into a courtyard. Hmm. And uh, I had just gotten to New Orleans. I mean, we were staying off of right outside the quarter. It's still kind of considered the quarter because Canal Street is like is the edge of it Mm -hmm. we were staying in a hotel on canal street and i was vibing some things in there but not heavy duty but when i went to you know the the deeper i walked into the quarter the more i felt and we go and we're in this courtyard and our guides getting warmed up we're we're the first tour of the evening right i think there's a later one after this and uh, he's telling us a story about the owner and and he's you know telling about uh his wife and you know, something tragic that happened and she fell out a, a window and it wasn't pretty. And, uh, he, I think he pushed her out the window yeah. actually. And, and, uh, and then he came downstairs with a shovel and he, he started dragging her across the courtyard and I'm now I'm seeing it. I am seeing it in 3d vision. Now, years ago, one of my mentors, Barbara Shear, who was, uh, a longtime astrology mentor of mine prior to mine, my attending North Star University, which started out as the Astrological Institute in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, my mentor, Barbara Shear, she looked at my chart and she said, well, you, you have the chart of a prophet. And I, I never really understood what wow. she meant like that. I thought, oh, geez, I'm going to be standing on some crate on the corner. you know. <laughs> but now I see what she means, more prophetic, like prophetic dreaming. I'm a mm. prophetic dreamer. Oh, and we got to bring that out of Demi also. So well, we'll, we'll have to do another show on dreams uh, cool. because that's a I'll whole nother. For sure. That's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. And, and I'm feeling something now. This was a mostly adult group, but there was one 13-year-old kid. And 
I I wasn't really in the mood, you know, to <laughs> and of course, just like when you say I don't want to be a leader, what happens? You get appointed you a leader. So as soon as you think I don't I, I really don't want to get in a conversation with this kid magnetically over carry to what me, you right? wish for, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to this guy. Well, he actually turned out to be the coolest person on the tour that night, and we had a great time. But he came over because he sensed it. He sensed that I felt something. Mm -hmm. And he was watching me. Like, I must have been lit up watching. It was so 3D, and it went through me. You know, like you see in the movies, like, mm -hmm. and cold and the whole deal, and it went behind me, and the whole, it's playing out like a hologram shot right out of R2-D2. It mm. was amazing. And, uh, and, uh, our tour guide stops in the story and he says, and can you guess what happened next? Little kid <laughs> looking at me and, uh, everybody's just kind of like shy because it's the first time the tour guide does this and little kids nudging me, you know, go on, you can see it. You know, it, he's, he's like looking at me energetically kind of nudging me and, and uh, I raise my hand and I proceed to tell him the entire story of what I saw and everybody's jaw drops. And, <laughs> and now little kid is running over to me to, to go to the next place with me and talking to me and asking me all these questions. And that's when I realized, okay, this kid is cool. I am so hanging out with this kid tonight and talking about all this because he gets it. And, uh, and then we go to the next site and same thing, you know, a story. Grace, this guy was a great storyteller. And can you guess what happened next? Little kid now is right next to me and he's going, go on, I'm going to go on. What did you hear? And uh, what did you see? What's going on? And I would do it. And then it became this game. Hmm. We would go to every site and the, the guide would tell the stories and, and then everybody <laughs> look at me and I would finish the story. So now it's time to take a break and it's new Orleans. So we're going to take a pub break and, uh, we're heading to the pub and this, this guy from great Britain comes up to me next to me and he's like, so, you know, uh, miss psychic. You know, <laughs> I, I, he so he wants to play a, ga a little game. I like to call test the psychic. Oh, and, I love that. and I'm like, Oh that. great. Here we go. Mm -hmm. And so now I got to be on point. Right. Right. And and I, I was all looking forward to just kicking back and talking about Star Trek with this kid because we had established, you know, Star Trek That's and Star cool. Wars, you know, not one or the other. And uh, so he sits down. This guy sits down next to me and he pulls out a business card from his pocket and slaps it face down on the table and is holding it down with his fingers. And he says to me, so, Miss Psychic, tell me what I do for a living. Wow. And I, took a, I know, right? On the spot. And I took a breath and I'm getting something and I'm thinking, nah, this can't be it. But I know better to always trust that first intuition, people. This right. is your first yeah, heavy duty psychic lesson for me. Trust that. Don't let the ego mind get involved with it. Right. If you right. let the right. ego mind in, It'll then it's over. Mm -hmm. It's over. And I said, certified public accountant? And he tur he turned pale. He turned it over. I didn't even know if they had those in Great Britain. <laughs> wow. And he was. And now he's expounding at every new site. And I think because, you know, kind of like Peter Pan and Tinkerbell mm -hmm. and when you believe in them, your power increases. I was amazing. But Barbara Shearer, my mentor, had always said, 
you know, she did, she taught me astrocartography, which is locational astrology. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, you know, here is great. Here is good here. And if you ever get to New Orleans, it's going to be very interesting. And she was right. She was right. I mean, it, it was phenomenal and it made me want to go back and back. And, uh, there are some of those stories in Lilith, but I want to definitely tell you about, uh, Savannah. Oh yeah. Before you do that, can I just ask two quick questions on this tour? Because you piqued my interest in a couple of things. One is, and here's a question because look, I've been in paranormal for a, a long time. Um, I personally, I, I am colorblind, but we don't have many of our black friends that are in the paranormal for whatever reason, uh, largely. And those that I have, uh, people that I have met and had long-term discussions with usually use voodoo as their stopping point because a, a, a lot of these folks have gone down there, but for very different reasons. And well, one of the yeah, things about I, paranormal I in, in New Orleans is the tinge of voodoo, which kind of paints things different. It's one thing if you're with a group of evangelical Christians and they well, you have know, more of a tendency there are to know the devil than I do. And in voodoo, they have more of a tendency to Well, there's voodoo and there's vodan. I mean, you know, Chip, there's a few different sectors of that. I, I have I have a very close friend. He's a triple Scorpio. And mm. he is a, uh, a priest of, in Bali. He is one of the most adept uh, Far Eastern from uh, Tibetan traditions that I know. And he just recently was made a voodoo priest. And he he has descent, uh, you know, his history is is in Africa. I actually was talking to him this morning. He lives over in the Netherlands. And uh, uh, he's very powerful and uh, very magical and very and can be incredibly healing. And we we back each other up a lot with clients if we have situations where we need extra healing power and uh but then there's also when I was an African drummer, there's the whole thing with Santeria. That's different, you know, Santeria but it's similar, but it's di- but, similar, you know, so but there's different. A lot of, yeah. So and then there's all this stuff that goes on, you know, in the swamps and the, and the bayous. And mm-hmm. and I wouldn't profess to know about that. But there's a lot of people involved in grade school that uh, that come from that. Uh, tradition. But I guess so, my, my question is that collective consciousness belief seems to have some sort of tinge on stories and the way they're told or experiences and the way they're experienced yeah, but, but, as opposed to areas where as far as paranormal so and any particular background. No, I disagree. Every culture has it. Like, mm-hmm. let's just look, let's just look uh, at, for instance, in Mexico, uh, Day of the Dead, you know, mm-hmm. Right. And and if you saw the movie Coco, you, you get it. And if you haven't, why have you not watched that movie? That is an excellent movie, especially if you're working on getting over loss. It, it is really great film. And uh, and then what about China? I mean, the ancestors and, and anywhere in Asia. I mean, they're they're These are cultures that all have compounds where they live, you know, larger extended family. And there's a space, which is usually very beautiful, which is a temple, which is only for the ancestors. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just because you, you have, and I know talking to Oberon, we're talking, there's a sense of neo-paganism and there's a sense of knowing some indigenous things about 
uh, elements or herbs or or magic with the CK. If well, you there, yeah, there's lots that, of different ways. So even just with elements, I mean, the five elements to to the more Western, the the pagan tradition is, um, you know, fire, water, earth, air, spirit. Mm-hmm. But if we look at it from Asia and the Far East, it's uh, fire, water, earth, air, ether. Mm. And then we could also look at it in TCM and traditional Chinese medicine. And then we've got wood, earth, metal, water. You know, it's different and fire. So, you know, these are different. And then in that TCM wheel, we could make it depends where you're from and and what your tradition is. A different one could be the master dominant of that five. Mm -hmm. So I was just talking to Oberon, uh, I think the previous conversation, and I said, Oberon, I think we should have a class that talks about elements more expanded, right. you know, and does kind of a cross comparison. Do you want to write one with me? And he said, yeah, let's write one. So uh, I think we're going to write one. Cool. And he's working on some really cool things. I'm sure he told he, you about He does that. Yeah. We have okay, to have him back with, on. With the, we have to have him on around. With the, um, with the New Orleans things, it actually didn't really ha- uh, touch upon your experiences whatsoever so you answered that question well One more i mean question as far as like I take it to that Savannah. i encountered i encountered ancient native american spirits that were the ones who actually uh there i don't know if you know this about new orleans but uh it used to be a very sacred place for native americans mm-hmm. and there were mounds there were burial mounds there and they kept an eternal flame going at them and it was my perception that that's what caused the two major fires that burnt that city down, wow. that those spirits were aggravated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that makes sense to me. It there's does. a play. I mean, I encountered playful spirits there that uh, I think it's kind of a tea shop, kind of a little tea shop where if you go in, there's a female ghost who will move teacups across the counter and mm-hmm. play with your skirts and things like that. Uh, now, in Savannah, Georgia, I did an overnight with a paranormal team at the uh, Sorrel Weed House. If you haven't done that one and you like this sort of thing, that's a pretty trippy place. And they give you all the equipment, you know. And really? You can, wow. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah, it's really, really fun. I know, I know, I know people who are tour guides in that house during the day. I got, I, I've been in that house so many times that I finally went. You know, that people because I, I know people working there. They're like, "Come on, come on, do the overnight." And so I was like, "Ah, okay, why not?" And uh, I had been chasing this little gremlin creature around there for years, trying to get a picture of him, Ooh. and. Uh, if you've seen the Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. this creature looked Love exactly them. like the beings in Gringotts Bank. Wow. No exactly kidding. with that hooked nose and the ears and wearing the same little tux, too, the same little suit. And <sighs> uh, I had seen him outside the house on the doorways. I had seen him in the basement. I had seen him in the living room. And so on the night of the overnight, uh, they offered to let me come on the last tour of the night if I wanted to Be- and, and just kind of get the feel of the place and what the vibe was that night. Okay. This is not in Lilith, so I am not spoiling anything. Okay. Yeah. This is just yeah. Lilith. Uh, this is just shows you how much I love to chase around spirits in Savannah. And, uh, although I, I initially encountered this Gringotts creature, uh, 
during the creation of Lilith. So here I am, and it's, you know, I've been to Sorrel Weed House so many, so many times. And uh, I'm in the... Uh, I'm in the one of the parlors. There's a ladies' parlor and a men's parlor, and uh, I, the tour guide, asks us to all stand in front of this mirror. Now these mirrors in these parlors in the Sorrel Weed House are super magical. Did either of you see Lock and Key mm-hmm. on yes, Netflix? Yes, I, I started watching. Oh, it. Like this yeah. it's got a lot of Lock and Key in it. Uh, this house. And uh, we're standing and we're taking pictures, you know, and you can see us holding our cameras up, taking our picture in the mirror. Damn, if I don't have a picture of that gremlin, he's in the mirror and he's wow. in the place where our tour guide should be. That's cool. Oh, my God. Got to yeah. see a picture of that. Yeah. Timmy uh, um, uh, tells us that we should be uh, we're going to take a break and then we'll come back and talk to you more about all this fascinating. Wow. Where'd the first hour go? I mean, it, it seems like we've been here for four minutes. Um, but yeah, we'll let uh, Timmy lead us into the break. But don't don't go anywhere because we'll be right back with Ambika Devi. We're Thanks, talking guys. all I sorts of like just totally that much cool stuff. You and beyond. Yes. So full agreement. Timmy, take it away, bud. We'll be right back with more right after this. You're listening and, to and the Supernatural Realm on WCET.FM and ParanormalJunkyard.com. We'll be right back. When you support WCTFM and LNM Radio, you are telling the suppressing, censoring, lying media, the Gestapo social media gatekeepers, and the search engine manipulators that they cannot control you or the flow of information. So go to WCTFM and click on the support tab at the top of our website. We offer books from great past guests. In return for your donations, our fantastic friend Chip Reichenthal has offered to give a tarot card reading if you donate $100 to the station. Now, you would spend way more than that on one of them phonies at the fair or on some shady website. And besides, you're helping this station and this radio show continue and taking the control out of their evil hands and putting it back in yours. Or you can be a great patriot and just donate to the station by clicking the donate button. It's on every page, right at the top. Last but not least, you can send money orders or gifts. Just go to our support tab over on WCTFM.com and you'll find where you can send that. Help us continue to bring you the best host with the best guests, with the best information, and be the resistance, bringing you the truth, one show at a time. WCETFM in Late Night in the Midlands. We cover everything. Late Nighters, make sure you check us out on all our social media pages. You can find them at the very bottom of the website under our supporters and make sure you suggest us to one friend and well ask that friend to do the same and you become the resistance what 
is the supernatural realm exactly? Why do people have paranormal or mystical experiences? Is there some science behind it they're not looking at? Why do some people have negative encounters and others don't? What are the best methods to use? Is there truth to them? We'll ask these questions on the hit radio show Supernatural Realm with Tim Roxbury, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 9 Eastern with your co-host Chip Reichenthal. Supernatural Realm, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on WCETFM.com and ParanormalJunkyard.com because that's where the action is. There are actually ways to look at the paranormal realm without all that fearful stuff, and we'll do that, and not just paranormal. Supernatural, psychic, metaphysical, even extraterrestrial realms. There's kindness and benevolence if you look hard enough, and we'll do that. Join us every Monday from 7 to 9 Eastern for Kindness Beyond the Veil with your host, Chip Reichenthal. Great guests and information will welcome you and ease your fears. Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Kindness Beyond the Veil, here on ParanormalJunkyard.com, because that's where the action is. Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take ya Bermuda, Bahama, come on pretty mama Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Cause we can't We're in quarantine In our own Corona homes That's where you have to go to stay away from it From a can Afternoons coloring with crayons It's been 13 seconds Since I last went to go wash my hands In my corona Olympics, cornflakers Don't give me handshakers Please remove up your mama Time to watch my dramas No later, no razor Out of toilet paper In my corona Spent the last few days all alone Playing with styrofoam In my corona My feet, they reek Haven't showered in a week Browsing on my knees Panic shopping for groceries And buying Bible to find The guidelines from the CDC My appetite Cocktails during business skies No one comes to socialize It's an introverted Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Kindness Beyond the Veil, even in the darkest realms and mysteries, good things happen. Kind, even loving things. In the paranormal, psychic world, extraterrestrials, mystical healing, light workers, starseeds, things that have astounded us since the beginning of time, do have a Monday side to them. And we'll show you on Kindness Beyond the Veil every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with your host, Chip Reichenthal. Leading into Michael Barra's Late Night in the Midlands show at 9 Eastern, making Mondays worthy of looking forward to right here on WCETFM because that's where the action is. And welcome back to the Supernatural Radio on www.wcetfm.com. We're also on Paranormal Junkyard at ParanormalJunkyardRadio.com. That's the Paranormal Junkyard Radio Network. And on Saturdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, you could also hear us on UPRNTalkRadio.com. 
107.7 down in New Orleans. So we are live right here in our Butler studio. Yay! Chippy yeah, and everybody. Yeah. yeah, we were just talking about New Orleans. And the book Lilith from our phenomenal guest, Ambika Devi. Uh, A-M-B-I-K-A. D-E-V-I, AmbikaDevi.com, where you can catch all the links to everything, including the book Loves, which is also available on Amazon, and we're talking about it in ways that aren't giving the milk away for free. Part of that was a story about New Orleans, and, uh, and we're in Savannah now. Before we go back there, though, I have a question, because you are Dean of Faculty uh, for Psychic Arts, at the Gray School of Wizardry, uh, gswhandbook.com, if you want to check out the Gray School of Wizardry, it's a very cool place. I know I'm going. Um, but I got a question for you because you said you were on this ghost tour in New Orleans and you were uh, this one uh, sp spirit kind of uh, figured that you were the cool one in the room. And so it gave you all this insight so you could fill in all the blanks when the ghost tour guy said, what do you think would happen next? And there's Ambika going, well, this happened and that happened. Some some guy from uh, Great Britain, I believe, pulled you aside and gave you that trick, you know. Oh, he, he didn't pull me aside. Like he did this in front of everybody. Talk about oh, being in front, on that's the even spot. worse. He right. had his hands in his pocket, ready to pull that business card out as we're entering the pub. And then he slapped it down on the table and sat down next to me and said, okay, Miss Psychic, what do I do for a living? Yeah. And I See, nailed it. Me, I would have said, well, give me 50 bucks and I'll tell you. But that's just me. Anyway, <laughs> my question, though, has to do with a psychic art that I've always been very curious about. And I know you'll have the answer to this. That's why I'm asking. Okay. Because there is this thing I've always been fascinated with. I've tried it a couple of times, uh, called psychometry. And that's when you hold an item of someone else's and you get information yes. from it. And some people are very good at that. Some people do a combination of that and uh, that, uh, oh, what do you call it, the writing thing where you scribble. Oh, automatic writing. Automatic writing, they combine the two. That happened to me in New Orleans a lot. I'm, I'm beginning to think it might have a great deal to do with location where we're triggered into this because uh i became friends with that tour guide from that very first tour cool. and so on future visits i would connect with him uh maybe go on tours or at one point he asked me uh i i think he asked me this the very first time i met him he said he he would go out into the swamps in the bayou and he collected cannonballs and he had five-gallon buckets of these things. It was like a hobby of his. And huh. he was very curious what ships they came from. Hmm. And Ooh. he was wondering, could I possibly help? And I yeah. said, I don't know, but I'll give it a try. And so one day we went out to his place, and I, I was holding a cannonball. They're much smaller than I thought. You know, they, they maybe the, somewhere between a baseball and a softball. No. Or, or about a softball, these things were no. heavy, you know, very, yeah. very lead-like. And uh, I said, give me a pad of paper and a pen now. And uh, I'm holding this in one hand, and I'm watching my arm move on the paper, and I couldn't stop it. And oh. I proceeded to draw pictures of ships in a style that I don't even draw in. Ooh. And... Uh, and then I wrote names. 
I was writing the manifest of the wow. the the captain and the and the mate and all huh. and the sailors and so your automatic writing was instinctive at the time that you're holding it just this happened it took just me happened. over like like shivering mm. all right well as a dean of faculty let me ask you this okay so let me let me let's delineate dean of faculty is responsible for all of the faculty okay. i'm the dean of two departments i'm the dean of psychic arts and also the dean of divination right now okay but in that psychic arts category because yeah. You know, somebody tried, uh, kind of made me during this uh, seminar thing to do automatic writing. And I found I was pretty frigging good with that. But with the psychometry, which is something I always had kind of at least a passive interest in. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you could help me or do you have courses at the Gray School of Wizardry that help people improve their psychometry ability? I believe... And Tim, this is for you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I believe that the practice of meditation, disconnecting from the mind. Now, now, Chip comes. I'm talking directly to Tim now, everybody. Chip comes from this Western psychology model, mm -hmm. and I don't discount it, but that's not where I come from. And and I do take East, that as an insult, by the way. Tim, no, no, no. And and I actually, I've I've got a new trainee who. Uh, has courses that she's already taught and written, and she's going to bring some of that Western model into the into the psychic arts department. But uh, my my place is in the mystery school teachings of the Far East. Now, in the Western model, the mind, you know, and we can talk about the big three: Freud, mm -hmm. Jung, and Gestalt. And trust me, I've studied all that. Mm -hmm. Me too. I, I, I've studied all that. And I'm so sorry, but yes, me too. Yeah, well, you know, I had to study it for becoming a teacher and also uh, further study counseling from the Western mm -hmm. model right. as an astrologer to be a, a the level I am. Yeah. So the Western model looks at the mind as something inside of us. It's it's like it's inside your head, inside your brain. And it's the your East, fault. The East, yeah, it's not your fault. The <laughs> Eastern model does not see that. The Eastern model sees the brain as part, more like part of the, the nervous system mm -hmm. and more like a computer with a hard drive and, a, uh, and RAM, you know, memory. And, uh, and the mind is external and the mind is like a vast ocean and that each of us has a connection to it. That's why people are now saying things. It's not from computers that people are saying I'm downloading information. It's because they are. So they in are the East, we see that we have kind of a wormhole to the mind, mm -hmm. but the mind is not us. And now what meditation does for us is it gives us the opportunity to become the witness. Does it enhance the psyche? Get into the witness state. I'm sorry, what, Tim? Does it enhance the psyche? Of course. Mm. Of course. I'll, I'll, I'll explain that when I get past this bit. Okay. So, so the, we, it, we from the Far Eastern Mystery School see that the mind is external, that the practice of meditation gives us the full bodily felt sensation mm -hmm. of the body being completely relaxed and the mind being completely awake and aware. And in that state, that's where we're getting clarity. Then there's no ego, Western concept. There's no ego mind. 
coming in and disturbing. So some of the great masters who were translated into English or even taught in English will refer to that part of the mind as the monkey mind. Um, uh, Swami Satchitananda uh, used to say that uh, you have to give the monkey a banana. And so the use of mantra, we hear about people chanting, using primordial sound, using singing bowls, using gongs. I prefer to teach people to use their own voice and to make the primordial sounds themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tim's holding up a singing bowl. Yeah, he's got his And uh, Yeah, but you know, I mean, this is why the the whole idea of striking metal and letting Mm -hmm. it, you know, ring is because it clears the air, right? right. You you hit your bowl, you you play your bowl. Because it clears the air, crystal bowls. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, that's why churches started using church bells. Not to say, hey, it's, you know, nine o'clock, come to church. It was to clear the air, Mm -hmm. just like they used the burning of incense. It's equivocal. But hey, clapping your hands does the same thing and using your voice. And there are many, many sounds. Now, back to one of Chip's earlier topics of indoor sports, there are different sounds that we can use to create different moods. You know, we can lift energy up, we can make it go faster, we can slow it down, or we could just ride it steady. And so these different sounds can do that. We can use sounds, uh, if we look at somebody like Bruce Lee, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's called, a, in in the martial arts that I studied, it was called a kia. So they you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, I have I actually stopped a mugger once just doing that. Did you really? Well, that's, coming out cool. of a five foot young woman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I lived in cities, and uh, when I went to art school, I got a bachelor's of fine arts in Philadelphia. Cool. And at one point, I moved from Center City down to South Philly, and I would stay in my studio uptown, up in Center City, really late night. Mm-hmm. And I would get tired and I didn't feel like taking the long way home and I would go down alleys and, you know, I'm one of the few women that I, I just, do I don't that. feel afraid, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I don't have that. And, and I highly recommend to all of you women and anybody with children take self-defense Yeah, because mm-hmm. if I didn't mm-hmm. know it, when that woman dove in my cart at Whole Foods a couple weeks ago and was I was walking away to go use the restroom. It said to the woman behind the counter, I'm leaving my cart here. This woman walked over and she starts going in my cart. And I said, hey. And she said, well, if you have toilet paper in here. And I said, hey. And, and I start walking away and I turn around and I said, I know Kung Fu. And then she got out of my cart. Oh. You know? and it's like, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe that came out of my mind, That's my mouth. Crazy. And. And out of the mind. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got, I, I felt it. It like came up in me and, and mm-hmm. I was ready to get in a stance because this woman was you. in my cart and I did not have toilet paper. Uh, I just had a lot of vegetables and I did not want anyone's hands on my it. vegetables. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. But I, I, I mean, it's crazy. People are acting crazy. Stop acting crazy. You know, well, that's a, there'll the, be plenty for they're everybody. They're like Just animals. Wash your hands, that's, people. That's yeah. why we have shows like this, because calm is the biggest enemy of that thing that we're not really talking about. Calm is the biggest. Be, gotcha. People are conditioned. So if they get a cold or a flu, they're going to their fear themselves is going to make the cold or flu worse and try to 
keep it up with that thing that we're not talking about because everybody's being told 8,000 different ways that the sky is falling and the world's going to end. And I don't believe it. Here we can talk about this. Well, it's it's very smart to be smart. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like it's very nice to be nice. If they would have practiced, and I have, I have, I am connected with international groups, and I, I have friends in China, and uh, a few months back, and I've got students, I've got apprentices in Asia, and a few months back, they were warning, warning, warning. You know, it was getting bad. Yeah, and it got bad fast, and then, and then Italy. I have, I have quite a few friends from Italy, and. They did not heed. And so the, all of these people are saying, please pay attention to this, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody, I got a, I got a letter I, from my neighborhood association. Somebody's been diagnosed in my neighborhood mm-hmm. today. Yeah, we got it my neighborhood. Just a couple hours before the show. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, what did I, I, I went to the store this morning and, and bless their hearts. It was the cleanest I've ever seen this store. And, but I came home and I Cloroxed and, and I, I washed my hair. What, you know, if you've got not with Clorox, I hope. No, not with (laughs) Clorox. But I mean, you know, my habit is, uh, if I come in the house and I've been out, put the clothes right in the, in the washing machine and just instead of using the laundry basket, I mean, there's little things we can do just like, uh, it reminds me of one time when I was in New Orleans and I was going to meet my friend. Actually, I think it was the time I was uh, it was the one with the cannonballs. It wasn't the time that we were going out, but I was back in town and I said, Hey, I'm coming to town. And he said, let's meet up at this one bar. And I'd been to this bar numerous times. And I know the bar has a big sign on the outside, turn your cell phones off and even better pull the battery out hmm. because there are spirits in this place that will mess with your electronics. And I totally forgot about it. And I've been in this place numerous, numerous times. I pulled batteries out. I mean, now you can't even get your batteries out of some of these phones. Mm. And and back then I had a flip phone. It was before you could take photos. Some oh, of you might remember. not remember no, that. Sure. No, yeah. I, yeah. And and I had my little flip phone. And I walked in the bar and I'm talking on it. I was like, ah, you know, I did a Homer Simpson. Don't. And I close it and I pull the battery out and I sit down and I order something to wait for my friend to get there. And I open the flip phone and the screen was going berserk and I'm holding the battery in my other hand. I said, Oh my goodness. I didn't actually say it like that. There were other expletives, but I want to be polite. And I kept them in separate pockets and I, I was staying in New Orleans for a while more and I kept that phone, you know, far away from me, but it was with me the rest of the time. When I got back to Arizona, I went to my phone store and I'm holding the battery in one hand and I'm holding the phone in the other. And I said, there's something wrong with my phone. I need a new new phone. And they're like, you know, thinking, well, yeah, you got to put the battery in it. And <laughs> and I I handed over the counter with, you know, my fingers extended, just holding it and drop it in the guy's hands. And he opens up the flip phone and sees the screen going berserk. And I mean, it was not normal phone stuff. Mm -hmm. It was like an etch a sketch on speed. Oh, I like those, you know, and, and he, he turned pale and went in the back and I heard him like freaking out to the tech guy in the back and I'm drumming my fingers on the counter and he comes back out and I said, I want a new phone. 
and the tech guy comes out and he's holding it the way I had held it between my thumb and index finger <laughs> with the fingers extended. And he's trying to give it back to me. And I've got my hands up like, no way, man. And, and I said, new phone. And they both nod. I don't know what happened to that phone, but it, I, but look, those spirits come in handy. If you want new phones, we should, we should have like one of the phone companies hire them, you know, <laughs> make a fortune. Um, I, I got an off the wall question for because we're talking about psychometry and okay, you're in okay. the psychic arts. Yep. Um, and, and I feel like I got it, but because we're talking about ghosts, you know, we've come across some poltergeist situations and, and the running theory, at least with my group is poltergeists are more often created from the living that are telekinetic or psychokinetic, but don't know. And it's usually... Mm -hmm. Well, so like somebody posted I don't lesson know if I would teenager. go with that one, Ship. Uh, well, it's a pretty it wide happen? generalization, but I have yeah, seen could it. could it happen? Sure, it could. I mean, energy is energy, and really there's no such thing as time. If you read a book like Autobiography of a Yogi. Um, well, I talk with Oberon, so my whole you'll, concept you'll learn a lot about about. Uh, so I'm not thinking in terms of time, but mind over matter. Have you seen it? Do you talk about it in, in your classes or courses? Uh, and do you think it could be? Oh, yes. This course I just finished writing, it's on synchrony and manifestation. Uh, that is definitely shifting energy, manifesting, uh, getting into synchrony. So uh, finding your way into that 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 river of, yeah. of energy that takes you to what you want to manifest. Yeah, Chip, synchronicity. Unity as opposed to vibration of love. It's higher. There's no dualities, polarities. You're at one with everything because we all are made of the same things, come from the same places. So kind of like that's my Western description. <laughs> so what what did you want to add, Tim? I just said, told Chip, synchronicity because he, he's walking on you. <laughs> so with psychometry... Uh, that's the kind of, uh, practice that if you're ever in New York state or, uh, or here in Florida at Casadega, there's a lot of that going on mm -hmm. there. They, they do table tipping and, uh, I have a really good friend named, uh, Richard, who is one of their top guys there who is quite adept at this. Um, when I'm teaching psychic arts, the beginning levels, I'm teaching two what are called core energy classes. There's a 101 followed by a 102. And the first thing I really push my apprentices into is what are you feeling? What are you experiencing? Because in order to get that data and that information, you have to learn to read very subtle messaging from your own body your own mind. You have to look at your breath. What are you hearing? What are you tasting? What is shifting? Touch. And I teach the senses in this way, that we have five gross senses. We have taste, smell, hearing, sight, and touch. Mm -hmm. And then those all have super sensing. So super sensing happens, let's say uh, a really great chef that can look at a spice without even smelling it and know how much to put in something. Mm -hmm. Or if they smell it, they, I mean, they could use multiple 
aspects of their sensing or a vintner. I mean, vintners and perfumers have a lot of super sensing and mm -hmm. some of it's verging on psychic sensing. And so super sensing also happens a lot in parents, especially when they move the, the babies out of their rooms and into their own rooms. And uh, I mean, yeah, now we've got baby monitors, but parents have this, it kicks in and they know what's going on. And it happens when they're not at home. I mean, there's lots of stories of parents saying something's not right. They're out to dinner. They call the babysitter. Babysitter was asleep. Babysitter wakes up and saves the baby or mm -hmm. prevents a fire mm -hmm. or things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And then there's the psychic sensing. Now, this is going to ruffle some fur and feathers. Get over it is all I have to say right now. The word Claire comes from French. Let us not call them the Claire senses. This is not good English, and it is mm. not good French. Clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairgustance, these are clairaulience, clairsentience. Let's use the whole words, and let's not make up subwords. Right. I know you're kinesthetic, and you have more feelings, but there's really only six. You can't subdivide and say there's eight or ten, because really... If we back up, we can see what they relate to. Mm. So, pardon me, all you blogsters. Oh, I believe you. Man. But, you know, if I see another sighting from one of those blogs from my apprentices, mm-mm. Yeah. No. I, I, um, I, I, I got and they it. don't usually. And, they, and some of them get fussy because, look, not everybody that comes to grade school to study, and they have to take my class. Everybody. It's a core it's a required class. You have to take this. It's like and and I'm setting you up so that no matter what path you go in, and we've got 16 departments, mm -hmm. 16 departments. If you're going mm -hmm. to herbology or lore or performance magic or you're studying wizardry or, uh, you know, alchemy, uh, the list goes on. The core energy training that I give you will make you so much more adept at whatever you choose because you are learning how to tune into your senses and you're learning how to explain it. You know, it's so not fun, people, when you try to prove that you're psychic and you can't prove it. That's what I don't like about these TV shows. They ask all these stupid questions like, turn a flashlight on or what year is it? It's stupid. First of all, they don't know what a flashlight <laughs> is. Go some circus they're not, yeah, they're not going to tell you what year it is. You just sit there and use your five senses to let them speak to you. You get more mm -hmm. information well, out of it. Well, have you ever listen. used those those receivers, though, that pick up the, the waves? And yeah. it's almost like you're picking up radio waves. Have you right. used those? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And yeah. the heat sensors and uh, the heat and oh, cold yeah. sensors with the built-in cameras? Mm-hmm. Those are phenomenal. I've gotten some incredible pictures with those in Casadega in Florida. And I've had conversations on the, what are those called? Spirit boxes? Is that yeah. their nickname? Boxes yeah. Boxes. So I've used those both in Casadega and at the Sorrel, at the Sorrel Weed House. At the Sorrel Weed House, there's a story and uh, it's about uh, a woman who was um, French speaking and uh, I definitely picked her up on one of those spirit boxes mm -hmm. and was using my broken French. Please forgive me, my French teacher from sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Um, but uh, I, I was managing to converse with her. And uh, the one in Casadega, 
uh, belonged to somebody else. They invited me to go out. We we went on a on a group tour with people from Casadega, and they said, "Hey, we've got our own equipment. We're going back out. You want to go with us?" And I said, "Absolutely." You know, somebody says that, you say, "Bring it." Uh, you know, game on. And uh, this spirit box, one of them was talking, and they're like, "No, no, the other one." And so they figured out it was me. And so I walked over to talk and there and and the voice shifted as we like you and the saying my name. I mean, it was mind blowing. <laughs> but yes, you can pick it up like in the basement of the Sorrel Weed House. There's a lot that went down in this basement. There's a spirit in there. Do not wear hoop earrings in that house. It will pull your earrings out and it is very unkind. It will rip them out of your ears. And uh, tiny hoops are okay, but be careful. It's it just hooks into them. And I was there one night. You know, you know the, what a grab there goes is. My bucket list. You're yes. familiar with a grab, right? When mm -hmm. a spirit grabs you and it's like dry ice, it burns you. Right. Uh, I, I was on a I was on a group tour. Uh, because I, I'll go if I'm in Savannah. I'll go there numerous times. I'll go daytime, afternoon, evening, and uh, I was on an afternoon group, and we were in the basement, and this woman just started looking peaked, and I thought, uh oh, you know, and I could, I could sense it. And down in that basement, there was weird surgery that went on in there, mm -hmm. and there was also uh, a gathering of troops because a battle took place in the square right outside that house. I've stood in there and seen. British troops run across the room and out through the wall. And uh, you could, I could see their red coats and their white britches and their boots, and but not the top half of them. It was like the whole bottom of the, a whole army of just the bottom. It was so trippy looking. And uh, we were headed up, upstairs and I said, are you okay? And she said, no. And we went into an upstairs room and there's a few pieces of furniture you're allowed to sit on. And I said, here, come sit here. And I thought she was going to hurl. She, she did not look good. And I noticed she had a grab on her arm. And I asked her if I could take pictures of it. And she said, yeah. So I did that quick before I explained what it was. And, <laughs> and it was a definite grab. I mean, you could see the finger marks. And uh, I explained it to her. She, she started to feel better. We got her some water and... Um, you know, I guided her through some breathing, but uh, that house is no joke. Now, the the most spooky, which I did write about in Lilith, is uh, is on Abercorn Street, and uh, it's it's probably the most intense. It's four twenty three Abercorn Street. Um, I would not go in there, no matter what you gifted me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, the first time I went up to that house, I walked up on the porch. I will not go near that house again. I actually touched the railing. I got so many stories. They're all in Lilith. And that that house, uh, I was with a pedicab driver. Uh, he, he was giving me a tour, and I was telling him stories about New Orleans, and He's, we were stopped at a light and he twisted around. His name was George. And he said, well, I'm going to have to take you to the most haunted house in Savannah. And I said, <laughs> oh, please don't. And, <laughs> and he did. We, we were headed right there. He, he wanted to take me to that square anyway. And as we're coming up, I'm getting queasy. I, I'm feeling it in my liver and my belly. And I'm like, oh, God, what am I, you know, what am I doing here? And I just, whoosh, you know, I hunkered down and, uh, and he was playing Tess the Psychic, but it was kind of a fun game of Tess the Psychic. <laughs> and he was asking me to tell him stories of the places before we went to them. So uh, this was the first. And 
I told him a story and we parked at the square and he, he said, do you want to go up to the house? And I said, all right, I'll walk up the landing and maybe put my hand on the wall. That's the last time I ever touched that building. And then I went around. And so I told him a story from the square. I told him a story from the patio. And then I grabbed him by the wrist and we ran around the side of the house. And I told him another story from the back. And he said that not only did I nail the stories, I nailed them chronologically. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, would you like to go see the, the cathedral? And I said, absolutely. And we went there and I ran in and I grabbed a bunch of holy water washed myself down and then brought some out to him and blessed him. And, uh, you know, it, it, it eased up. I had water in, in the cab, but, uh, that wasn't quite strong enough. I mean, I, I did chant to it and use it, but that holy water really helped. And, uh, you know, so if you're doing stuff like that, carry something like that, carry some Florida water, some, you know, shungite or selenite, you know, things, you know, talismans and, uh, be careful out there. This yeah. stuff is for real. And there's lots and lots of stories about that house that you can find. And I've been to a lot of them in Savannah and Savannah is just full of these kinds of places. But for uh, that, that Abercorn house, whew, that one's brutal. And, uh, I don't know. I haven't been there for a, uh, for a couple of years. Um, I don't know. There's, there's an owner and uh, I think she was living in the carriage house, and carriage house was where one of the stories that came to me was from. And, huh, hard pass. Nope, don't want to rent that house. <laughs> <laughs> and I carry my selenite with me everywhere I go. And yes, he I, does. Boy, he loves his selenite. I got to have my wand with me. Yeah. Have you tried? Have you tried shungite? No. Oh, I have lots of that. Shungite is really <laughs> awesome stuff too because it transmutes negative energy it, it does. and uh it does have a bit of arsenic in it as does malachite and some of the other flashy stones like tiger's eyes so i wouldn't i i i tell you do not put it in water and drink it no right. you can touch it to the outside of your water but don't put it in your bathtub and selenite would melt so don't do that mm -hmm. although i've been known to have some pieces find their way into the laundry and they they made it. They morphed a little, but they made it because that's almost in the salt family. Right. Uh, but yeah, is a harder good. stone. So it, really, it comes really from where stuff. shaman originate, which is yeah, really yeah. closer to Siberia. It contains is some Siberia. of the uh, at least uh, uh, not had fossils of some of the first living things on the planet. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's really phenomenal stuff, and uh, I do have a talisman that I wear around my neck when I am doing this sort of work. Mm -hmm. uh, which I don't do all the time. I used to do a whole lot more of it and I'm more, uh, you know, into peace and helping people heal and meditation and teaching and writing, writing more books right now. That's me. But that little book, it's on my, it's on my, it's in my cart on Amazon. I just want to let you know well, that. Check out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's all, you know, and it's available on Kindle. It's so it's there's paperback, Kindle, and also mm -hmm. audiobook. And mm -hmm. I do have a there's a deal. So if you buy the Kindle and the audiobook, it'll whisper sync. So yeah, so you can read a little, listen a little, and uh, you'll always be at the same spot. That's cool. I see. I want to get the audiobook because my wife, she's legally blind, but she wants to hear it. Yeah, I mean, numerous oh, people have asked me to read it to them, you know, as a bedtime story. And I said, hey, you know, I did already get the audiobook. 
So for the Gray School uh, of uh, Wizardry, uh, uh-huh. where, where you are an, an active faculty, uh, uh-huh. is there prerequisites to get into the school? No, and actually the school was originally developed for 11 to 17-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And so we still welcome 11-year-olds. They, of course, have to have parental uh, permission and support. Uh, it's very, very affordable. Uh, it's about $20 a month for adults if you pay by the month. But if you pay by the year, you have full reign. You can go into different levels. You don't have to go in order. But you might want to because we do give journeyman titles. So it's a seven-year program. Uh, depending on how fast you go. And I don't recommend speed, you know, mm, yeah, get yeah. quality, get quantity of information. And actually our preferred address, I appreciate that you find it easy with the handbook book address, but our preferred address to use is www.grayschool.com, which is G-R-E-Y and then school, S-C-H-O-O-L.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will say that too. Yeah. yeah. We got about Did 10 minutes. Yeah, we got about 10 minutes left. I want to tell the listeners um, that if they like the show, they can find Supernatural Realm Radio on Facebook. So go ahead and click like and uh, pay attention to what we're posting. I post all the guests, the bio, all their information on our Facebook page. And also Michael Vera, who is the WCTFM owner, our, our great uh, gracious boss here. Um, he's going to be putting up our archives of all our shows on www.wctfm.com in the near future. So I wanted to get that out as well. And yeah. uh, Chip, our guest for Tuesday is Kelly Price. Kelly Price, yeah. It's uh, another veteran, uh, kindness beyond the veil uh, guest, Kelly Price. Uh, is one of those magical people who had a couple of chronic pain and illness uh, situations and managed to will herself out of them. Uh, She is living proof that the incredible things we can do with the power of our belief and intent combined are things that we'll never really be aware of, that current uh, physics and science can't explain. It's really something beyond that. She's a magical person, uh, and she'll be on with us uh, on the 31st, which is Tuesday. Uh, Kindness Beyond the Veil, where we take a kinder look at the paranormal, metaphysical, supernatural, extranational, alternative healing realms. Uh, we have our April of Angels coming. Uh, we're starting a little early. Our guests uh, for this coming week, Uh, Dr. Gregory L. Little, who's been uh, a a friend to Supernatural Realm as well, one of the most phenomenal guys on the planet, Uh, one of the authors of the book Denisovan Origins, where they talk about Denisovans, uh, this uh, ancient civilization coexisted with the Neanderthals, uh, had kind of um, savant-like intelligence, um, and we're way ahead of their time in terms of tools and agriculture, jewelry, and things of that nature. He's also a psychologist, yes, Western culture, but and and uh, an expert in Indian barrel mounds, especially through the Americas, Giants, Atlantis. Uh, he's part of the Edgar Casey organization. Uh, I don't even know where we're going to start with him. Uh, he's a UPRN 
2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, UPRNTalkRadio.com. Here on WCETFM, 7 to 9 p.m. Monday, uh, the 30th, Jackie Barrett is going to be my honored guest. One of my favorite mediums in the world. She's one of those that go where angels fear to tread, kind of Amy Allen-esque, if you will. But she works a lot with law enforcement on missing persons cases, murders and suicides, did they or didn't they. Uh, but she walks into a lot of deep, dark places in service to the greater good. So that really kicks off our April of Angels, even on March 30th. We're cheating, but, you know, you got to cheat to get ahead every once in a while. <laughs> Now, please subscribe or donate to this network for WCETFM.com. Any subscriptions or donations, $100 or more, uh, gets a tarot card reading from Chip Reichenthal. That's me. Uh, I take very, very good care of it. Mine aren't scary. They don't do negative stuff and all this scary thing. It's really for you. Uh, so you can see what areas of strength you have around you that maybe you don't see that you can utilize to carry yourself through a season's worth of time in whatever may come your way. So uh, please remember that. And that's all my uh, shameless self-promotion. I am going to have Ambika Devi on sometime soon. I'm going to talk to her about that after the show's over <laughs> and more bragging there. Yeah, uh, we, Timmy. We, we got to have you back on, Ambika. I think we're just scratching the surface on all these wonderful topics that uh, mm -hmm. we started to talk about and there's no possible way that we can cover all your work and, and all the topics and everything that the uh, supernatural realm is all about uh, in two hours. So it would, would be, uh, be wonderful if you could come back at some point. Uh, I I'd give, love to. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. I want to give our shout out to our listeners uh, up, on, up and over on High Point Radio. Uh, they bring us into New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Uh, they they do all their shows and you know they broadcast all our shows here at uh, WCTFM and also I want to give a shout out to uh, our listeners over on uh, ParanormalJunkyardRadio.com. Uh, yeah, it's a brand new network yeah, and uh, they're growing like crazy over there and uh, because of great shows like Supernatural Realm and Kindness Beyond the Veil. So they're, growing, right. they're yeah. growing pretty pretty rapidly here right now. So big shout out to them and, and to the owners over there. So Yeah, beautiful thing. And and to Ambika. And we want to get your information one more time. What we I think we still got a couple of minutes after, yeah. but we want to sure get thing. that out of the way. Sure. Uh, so uh, you can reach me and send me messages at ambikadevi.com. That's A M B I K A D E vi.com uh, there's a contact form there and you can find all my pages on facebook uh ambika davy you may find your way to one of my pages before you find my main profile but if you go to the website you can click on the facebook icon and find me on facebook there uh, i've got numerous pages and groups that i'm involved with and i would love to connect with you you can also find me on instagram at Ambika Davy, same spelling, and then M A Ma. Uh, I've got five different Instagrams, but you'll find all those different Instagrams and Facebook pages from their unique pages, which I'll branch branch out off of AmbikaDavy.com. Awesome, yeah. And she teaches, and you know, you want to 
look, everybody's looking for a, a new and different or unique way to meditate, but I, I will go out. Uh, not even on a limb, and say, this is the woman you want to talk to right here. Well, uh, with when it comes to meditation, I'm Yoda. So I'm known as Yogini Yoda, and that's uh, Yogini is spelled Y-O-G-I-N-I, and then Yoda, Y-O-D-A. Uh, there's a blog that's yoginiyodablog.com, and yoginiyoda.com, that's also connected with the Ambika Devi page, uh, but that is specifically about meditation and you can also find Ambika Devi Yogini Yoda on Facebook and Instagram. So, you know, there's lots of places to get tangled up in all of my mystical ways. That's right. Yeah. Plus she's got lots of cool nicknames. The only cool nickname I ever got was Buffalo Chip. And that was <laughs> <laughs> that's not really cool because it represents Yeah, no, I don't know was, if I'd want to say no, that. Don't know if I'd want that either. Yeah, but that you know might need a second thought. That's when I was <laughs> I was a radio DJ in Buffalo at one time, and they, they wanted something memorable, and nobody ever forgot that one. Oh, <laughs> so, I, I will say that. <laughs> See, every every cowboy out there is laughing their butts off at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you have to come back because Tim has premonitional dreams sometimes, oh, and he also has that. mediumistic dreams sometimes. And he wants to do that stuff while he's awake. And I've been really on his case. At least he started going to meditation groups. But I was so excited for this right yeah, here. Yeah, that's a great this, step, Tim. Yeah. And I do have, I have on my podcast on Meditate with Ambika, mm -hmm. there's a track there that's called Yoga Nidra for Dreamers. And uh, it's a guided meditation that you can listen to as you're falling asleep. And uh, it will induce deeper, more vivid dreaming and also gives you the suggestions a la hypnosis because I am trained as a hypnotherapist too. So I kind of weave the style of yoga nidra and uh, it might, it, you know, I think I changed the name. It might be guided meditation for dreamers now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, it takes some hypnotic suggestion and some of that yoga nidra technique uh, and really I've gotten such phenomenal feedback on this of people that were having trouble sleeping that find that it really helps them fall asleep and people that hadn't been remembering their dreams start to remember them again. So I'd be really curious to find, you know, how you find it if you use it, uh, for oh, a period cool. of time. Yeah. Oh. See, and I've got a mini break there, too. I've got one that's five minutes long. No excuses, people. Go and take three breaths with me. You know, just relax. Yeah. Close your eyes. You get stressed out. You know, do not do it while you're operating heavy equipment. Okay? <laughs> when you're Usually doing this idea. stuff, when you're doing this stuff, and I do have warnings on them, you know, reminders. But make sure you're in a comfortable place and you can lie down. It's perfectly acceptable. And if you fall asleep when you're doing something like this, when you're participating in a creative visualization, it's because your body was exhausted. Let it go to sleep. But if you can get to the state where you're balancing kind of in a really interesting magnetic force of stronger alpha and theta waves, then you'll find that the body's completely relaxed, the mind is completely awake and aware, and it will have the sensation of lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is 
a state of meditation. And we'll talk about that when we get into the sleep discussion. We'll have to cool. do we'll have to have Yeah, we're going to have to have you back. Plus, before we have you back, I'm going to make sure that he listens to that while I watch. <laughs> because I want to see the difference. I think it would be perfect for Tim. I do. I've been really rooting for Tim. To, you well, know, I, I hope you'll try it out. I, you I know, won't. you can play it on your on your phone, and there's no excuse. But another thing I do recommend everybody is uh, try not to sleep with devices hooked to the web by you. Mm. You know, it's been measured that That's the best good. place for your devices is 30 feet away from where you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. So that means no TVs, no no cell phones. No, none of this digital stuff. And so, yeah, when I travel, I use my phone as an alarm clock, but I put it in airplane mode and I don't let it connect to the web while I'm sleeping. Yeah. And if it you... makes a big difference. If you're having trouble sleeping, just try that. Just try mm -hmm. shutting that off mm -hmm. and see if that doesn't help because that could be the disturbance that's keeping you from resting. And right now, our immune systems need all the rest we can all get. Can get. Mm -hmm. And take naps, people. Take naps. Do these guided, you know, creative visualization meditations in the afternoon. Lay down. Yeah. Take a break. Please. Yeah. That's what I told yeah, my you, mom. You, I'm there during the day. I said, we need to take a nap. I mean, it's oh, healthy. Oh, dude, you, absolutely. You can to, never yeah. underestimate the absolute beauty and value of naps. They've been getting a bad rep for too long when they're one of the most awesome things you can do. Yeah, my Absolutely. cat, my cat get, gets me up at 5 o'clock every morning, so I could use a nap in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do it, so. you know, and, and experiment with timing because you'll find the perfect time. I mean, there's been measurements and statements about 21 minutes is optimal, but not everybody can fall asleep right away. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, experiment with setting an alarm of course, in airplane mode with the internet disconnected. Right. And uh, I find it quite interesting. Tell me about this, guys. I, I, When I sleep at night, I have to have my room blacked out. I think it's from when I was mm -hmm. a rock star because yeah. I used to play music and I used to come home really late at night. So I, my room has got to be pitch black. Oh, me too. Mm -hmm. right? But in the daytime, I, I can too. take the most enjoyable nap in the sunlight. Yeah, it's weird. But Isn't it, that uh, weird? Because it's so in the weird. data, because it's it's the rock star mentality. I was. I almost got signed to Virgin Records, by the way, and I was a nightclub DJ for fifteen years too. Same thing, different. But anyway, the rock star thing is, if you take a nap during the day while the sun's out, it's like cheating. It's breaking the rules, so it's cool because you're in rock star mode. But <laughs> at night, you want the bright lights and all the black light and glow and poster thing and this and that. So yeah. Black is, is essential. Well, I get one of those we gotta go. things that I put over there, my... Wait, Chip, we, there's we a known go. fact that your skin also is absorbing light. And so mm -hmm. you have to have your body covered. The blankets aren't just for warmth, but they're to block out light. Oh, there you go. We're going to leave on that note because Timmy says we are out of time. Amika, can you stay on with us even after I the show? I absolutely can. It's been so Good. much fun, guys. Thank you to all the listeners. I can't wait to come back and hang out with these guys again. It's been a blast. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't do a better outro than that. So I'll say we love you all. Uh, don't touch that dial. Subscribe, donate to this network. We uh, join us again. Tell me. Good night, everybody.